Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. 39 days. That's how long law enforcement, family, and friends have been looking for Tad Cummins and his kidnapped victim. It all started when Cummins, a 50-year-old teacher in Tennessee, was seen by another student kissing the 15-year-old girl. The student reported that, and Cummins was later suspended and soon disappeared with his victim. Jill Cummings tells Inside Edition that when her husband Tad called her from a California jail, he confirmed her worst fear, admitting that he slept with the teen as they evaded police for more than a month. Tad called me from jail. What was the first thing you said to your husband? How could this happen? Why, you know, why would you do this to us? Why would you abandon me? Why would you leave with her? And he kept saying, I love you. And I said, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to say that back. Just imagine if you take your daughter to school, or your little boy, but in this case, your daughter, and drop her off. Everything is fine. No problem. Then at 3 o'clock, you're busy working, and you assume everything is on track. That evening, you realize she never came home. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories, and that is exactly what happened in the case of a young girl who goes missing only to discover her own teacher, Tad Cummins, out of Columbia, Tennessee, has fled the jurisdiction with your little girl. Not only that, you find out there have been red flags for some times that a storm has been brewing right there in the local public school that apparently everybody knew about, including teachers and principals, except you. This teacher who is married with children and grandchildren, is on the run with your little girl. And lo and behold, where do they turn up? On the other side of the country. The other side of the country. At the very end of the Northwest. In a commune. Living on a filthy mattress. Where... The people living in the commune downstairs can barely stand the loud sounds of, let me just say, um, statutory sex assault going on upstairs. Your daughter, your child, well, thank God she's alive. She's brought home, finally, just on the cusp of Tad Cummins actually renting a boat 
and crossing the water with the little girl to get to a safe place out of the U.S. jurisdiction. That was the plan. They had even tested a watercraft with very little time to spare. Elizabeth is brought home. Tad Cummins arrested. His wife files for divorce finally. But now he wants out of jail. He hasn't even been tried yet. And he is trying to beg his way out of jail on bond. Joining me right now is Memphis reporter Shane Dietert. Shane, thank you so much for being with us. What's the very latest on Tad Cummings? I have to spit his name out. Tad Cummings' trial is scheduled for January 2nd. However, his attorney has asked for continuance. He is going through discovery and says he hadn't had enough time. He also hasn't had enough time. Hold on just a moment. To Alan Duke joining me from L.A., not enough time. Hold on. When was... When was Elizabeth, this little girl, when was she kidnapped to start with? When did that happen? This was in March of 2017. Let let me count. Okay, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Nine months. He should have known the moment he left with Elizabeth that he was going to get caught. So in my mind, he's had nine months to figure out what he's going to say. Back back to you, Shane, uh, Memphis reporter, joining us. Shane, hold on. So he wants to get out of jail. Mm-hmm. O-H-E-L-L, no. Okay, and Shane, as you know, you've known me for a long time. I've given up cursing because of the twins, and it hurts. Now I have to spell things. It takes a really long time. I've said one curse word, one, since I gave up cursing, and Lucy heard me. She was three rooms away. She heard me. She's just looking at me when I came in. I went, what, my love? Because, Mommy, I heard what you said. I went, what? So busted. Okay, so anyway, I can't get away with anything. Back to you, Shane. He yes. wants out on bond. That'll be a cold day in double H E. Let me I'm getting reverse A cold day in H E L L. Okay, I got it. I'm not used to spelling my curse words yet. So, what else does he want? And why does he think he should be out on bond? Nancy, he says he's not a flight risk. Or... <laughs> well, wait, wait, stop. I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, Shane. Wait, 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 wait that a minute. That was funny. Wait a minute. Hold on. Alan. Where did we find him holed up in a commune of free love where people walk around naked? Where was he? It was in a commune in a very remote area of Northern California. This guy allegedly bought a canoe at Walmart or somewhere to row across from San Diego into Mexico. So he's not a flight risk? Okay, uh, Shane Dieter, you were saying, what about being a flight risk? And this is after he outsmarted the cops. And the FBI, the FBI was on it because uh, it was across state lines, so no one state had jurisdiction. So he tricks everybody. But Shane Dieter, uh, Memphis reporter, joining me, Shane, didn't some video surveillance turn up of him? They were in like a Burger King or something? It may have been a Walmart in Oklahoma City. And that was the first time that they'd been seen, Nancy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He left. I think the Burger King turned out not to be them or the whatever fast food place. Oh, yeah, that the Walmart was where he was dying, buying hair dye to change their appearance. So he goes all the way from where to where, Shane? He goes from south of Nashville 
all the way to Oklahoma City, which is, gosh, Nancy, that's probably about seven hours right down the interstate I-40 in the middle of the country. And, of course, I don't know if they stopped in any flop houses or uh, live in motels. I hate to even think what happened there. But they end up at a free love commune. And I'm referring to that euphemistically where you can walk around without your clothes on. Even the people in the commune were uncomfortable with Tad Cummins. They kicked him out. Isn't that what happened, Alan? They, the people who want, quote, free love. There's a lot of different words for that. But free love, I'll go with their term. Even they were disgusted with Tad Cummings and this young girl. And they kicked him out of their commune. That Okay, that's bad, Alan, when you get kicked out of a free love commune for being with a young girl. There was a young man who ironically was from Tennessee who was there and he dealt with them and befriended them and was nice to them and gave them things. But he finally realized it was so creepy and realized who they were that he called the cops and that's how they got caught. Creepy. You know what? No offense, Alan, but you're sounding a little bit like Harvey Weinstein's camp. Creepy. It's a crime. It's not just creepy. It's a crime. Girls that age cannot consent to, let me just say, since anybody could be listening, this is over Christmas break, a carnal relationship, period, bam, end of story. Nancy, as we review the story of Tad Cummins and Elizabeth Thomas, let's start with what the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation told us in that first week after the teenager disappeared with her teacher. Thomas, 15 years old, disappeared on Monday, March 13th, and is believed to have been kidnapped by 50-year-old Tad Cummings, a former teacher at her school in Murray County, Tennessee. On Tuesday, the school district in Murray County terminated Cummings in the wake of an ongoing criminal investigation into alleged inappropriate contact he had with Thomas at the school earlier this year. Cummins is a white male, six foot tall, weighing approximately 200 pounds and has brown hair and eyes. He is believed to be armed with two handguns, as you know, and believed to be driving a silver Nissan Rogue with Tennessee tag 976ZPT. Warrants have been issued for Cummins, charging him with sexual contact with a minor as well as aggravated kidnapping. On Friday, as you know, the TBI added Cummins to its top 10 most wanted list here in the state of Tennessee. There's currently a $1,000 reward for information leading to his capture. You know, part of our investigation right now is trying to determine how we got to this point. And we've previously disclosed that Cummins had a troubling pattern of behavior and increasingly Everything that we're learning about him does nothing to calm our fears and our concerns for her. She is definitely a victim. She may not realize that she's a victim, but she is certainly a victim. She needs help, she needs our best efforts, and she needs the attention of this country to be on the lookout for her. Her home situation, as you've heard from other folks, may not be the best, but her family loves her. Her brothers and sisters love her. Her dad loves her. Her mom loves her, I'm sure. Her community loves her. They want her home, and we want her home as well. Our message to Elizabeth is, we're still coming for you. We're going to do everything in our possibility, everything in our capabilities to bring you home. Your family wants you here. Your friends want you here. To Tad, we would say the same thing his wife said on Friday. You have an opportunity here to do the right thing. This is not who you are. This is not who your church knows you to be. This is not who your family knows you to be. This is not who your grandkids know you to be. Do the right thing. Give her up. Turn yourself in. 
bring her home. I want to get to all of his lies. Shane, I hope you're sitting down. Can we start with him telling his class, his children at school, that he's a CIA operative and that he has a safe house? And I think it was Costa Rica when things got too, quote, hot in the U.S. for him. I'm, hold on, I, I, I'm going to have to get a soda. I've sworn them off, but I feel sick to my stomach right now. A CIA operative? Help me, Shane! You know, Nancy, that's one of the things that seems people who live in a fantasy land, they come up with that, and if you try to ask them something, they'll tell you it's classified. <laughs> and it's, you know, how are you going to figure it out? District Attorney Brent Cooper was our guest on several shows as this story unfolded last spring. He talked about Tad's crazy lies. What other stories well, has he told? Well, that uh, that he was former FBI and his former CIA, and uh, that he had uh, millions of dollars stashed away. And uh, I think he even told some kids that he had uh, you know properties in different countries and and mansions and things like that. It's just, I mean, the story just grows constantly, apparently, or, or it did while he, was, while he was teaching. So what other lies did he tell Alan Duke? There's so many. <laughs> Poor wife. Ted Cummins claimed to be a great songwriter and singer. I remember the song, that, that weird, strange song that he sang to another teenage girl at the school, Destiny Parish. She recorded it only later realizing just how pervy those lyrics were coming from a 50-year-old teacher to a 15-year-old student. Well, Destiny joined us on a Crime Story episode to share her story. Oh, yeah. Let's hear that right now. Let's hear that right now. How did it come about that he sang a love song to you? Um, I was um, a piano player back in the day. I don't play too much anymore. And I'd learned a new song. And I was going to show it to him because, you know, like I said, he was a good friend and I was really impressed with myself for learning it. So I took him, we went to the music room, um, which is, you know, right next to his class. Um, and it was after school and, um, he had sat down first and he, you know, started playing and I, you know, I just kind of listened, obviously I didn't follow after he did, you know, we were kind of done after that, but he started singing that. And like I had said about halfway through or so, I started recording because, I thought he was doing good. I didn't notice the lyrics at first, but I really, you know, I can't sing and play the piano. You know, I thought it was a pretty cool thing to be able to do because I was definitely, you know, quite a bit behind in skill set back then. Did he say he made up the song? He wrote the song? He didn't. Um, he never said anything about it. Um, but I tried looking up lyrics and could never find the same song online anywhere or any similar lyrics, anything like that. So I assumed that he did. I could swim for a thousand miles in the oceans inside your eyes and never reach the side. Yeah. Okay, you're the kind of woman a man can love for the rest of his life, and I don't know why. I feel it's your eyes. Oh, your eyes. Is that ringing a bell, Destiny? Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
So you're in the music room, and where are you sitting, and where is he sitting? Uh, he sat on the bench, you know, on in front of the piano, and I just stood behind him. I didn't, you know, sit next to him because, like I said, we, we were close, but we had never, like, no physical contact really. So I wasn't super comfortable, and I was really shy. After he sings the song with those lyrics, what did he say? Um, not too much. About halfway through, um, some of the drama kids from the drama club at school were right across the hall, and they had heard the piano and, you know, somebody singing, so they came in to check it out. And that was the end of the audio clip was people coming in and, you know, saying how surprised they were, how good he was, all that stuff. So we, didn't, we weren't alone at that point. Yeah, there's nothing like ruining ruining a, a romantic moment with a uh, underage minor than a yeah. bunch of students coming into the class to just burst that bubble. When you were listening to him sing, do you recall what you were thinking or feeling? Like I said, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't really notice the lyrics too much. Um, I was just kind of there observing it all, and it was after I you know, got home and listened to it again and played it for, you know, a friend of mine that I realized what was actually being said. And even then, like I said, it didn't hit me because he wasn't ever inappropriate. He was always, I mean, yeah, there were some things that sent up red flags now, but I didn't ever think that any of this would ever happen for sure. When you say things send up red flags now, like what? Well, the song for sure. I want to pause and thank our partners making today's program possible. And it is Link AKC. If you're like me, you don't want to leave your pet out of all the fun this Christmas. And here's this year's quote must-have gift for dogs and their owners. It's the Link AKC Smart Collar. It's backed by the American Kennel Club. It's a GPS locator, a fitness activity tracker, and it's all controlled through your smartphone. It even has an LED light and temperature sensor. Not that I think your dog is going to need an LED light or temperature sensor. I love the GPS locator, and I'll tell you why. I don't have to worry about Fat Boy, a.k.a. Nitro, running down the street and getting run over. I can look straight at this app and see exactly where he is. It's total peace of mind. Then you've got the activity wellness tracker. Doesn't matter how old or chubby your dog is, whether it's a pure breed or a mutt-like fat boy, Link AKC shows the amount of activity each and every dog needs. It's easy to set up, and there are sizes for every dog. It's super comfy. Link AKC, so handsome or beautiful on your pet. Check out our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to see the pictures I posted of Fat Boy. Keep your dog safe, happy, and healthy with Link AKC. Risk-free, 90 days. It's the perfect gift for you and your dog. And right now, 30% off and free shipping on your order if you use code Nancy, N-A-N-C-Y, at LinkAKC.com. Link AKC, Alpha Kappa, C as in cat. LinkAKC.com, code Nancy, for 30% off and free shipping. LinkAKC.com, code Nancy. Thank you for being our partner today. You know, there was a method to his madness, Shane Dietert, because, uh, I mean, here it is in your back porch, Shane. It's your neck of the woods. But that day, they didn't even have school. That's how he pulled it off. They got a whole, I guess, eight or nine hours head start. Because right. they didn't have school that day. It was like a teacher's conference or something like that. And the dad didn't know it. 
she, you know, she had spent a night with a friend and the friend took her to gas station and Tad Cummins had taken his wife, Jill's car, taken her car. He had a gas and ready to go. And you can see her walk and get into the car on security footage. And the whole time the dad thought his daughter had gone to school. He did not realize it was a, a day off. That's why, although the twins can't drive, I check it every night. Just make sure there's school tomorrow. Let's go back to another one of your interviews with the district attorney, Brent Cooper, talking about the morning that Elizabeth walked out of the Shoney's restaurant and stepped into Tad Cummins' car for a ride that ended more than a month later in Northern California. The most concerning thing is is that apparently uh, Elizabeth told one of her siblings that day, either the day before or that morning, told them, if I'm not back by 6 o'clock tonight, uh, we've heard it either, she either said, call the police or come looking for me. Uh, I read that. She told the 17-year-old sister Sarah that. Right. Now, see, it makes me think that she did not plan to be away. I mean, were any of her clothes missing from the home to show she had packed a bag? Now, she did take uh, clothes with her, so that kind of contradicts that. But uh, we do believe she told uh, her sister that. So she may have have been on the fence about about going with Mr. Cummings. But didn't she spend the night uh, with a little friend? That could have explained why some of her clothes were gone. Well, that's true, uh, but I think uh, I think she had more than one bag of clothes, if I if I remember correctly. So that's uh, interesting but, because uh, in that picture, that surveillance picture of her, she only has one armful of stuff. Uh, well, I think uh, for some reason, I, I believe uh, they said she left one bag uh, at Shoney's where she met him. So uh, it's really, uh, you know, my fear, my biggest fear is that uh, she had changed her mind about going with Mr. Cummins and that she expressed that to him and he took her then forcefully. Yeah, it was definitely planned out to where um, they had a several hour head start before before anyone realized they were they were missing. Why do you say that? Uh because uh he had uh he was supposed to be going to a job interview that morning, and of course, uh, she uh, she had a friend drop her off at around 8:30 a.m. Monday. Uh, I think the last time his wife saw him was before eight o'clock that morning, and uh, she believed he would be going to a, a job interview that day. And uh, you know, it wasn't until uh, well, I don't think the I don't think uh, Elizabeth's mother or parents or father, I'm sorry, reported her missing until either late that night or early the next morning. Uh, And then uh, it wasn't until 8 o'clock or so the next day. So almost 24 hours after uh, they met up before we knew that Mr. Cummins was also missing. Uh, Do you believe he really had a job interview or did he just tell his wife that? Oh no, he didn't. It was it was completely made up. Man, what do you think about all this story he reportedly told Elizabeth about being a CIA operative and a millionaire and a black belting karate for Pete's sake? Oh no, and apparently he had uh, 
he he tells all of his students those those stories and uh uh is the impression I've gotten is that uh, he's really created a uh an alternate persona uh for the the students he has and uh of this life that he never led uh, with the CIA and the FBI and, and things like that and and uh, all that goes into uh the the mental coercion he was using on her you know this is a a 50 year old authority figure in this girl's life uh, a 15 year old girl that's that's looks like she's had a pretty rough upbringing and uh and he's telling her all these wild tales about himself and uh really building himself building himself up to be something he's not and uh we believe that all of that went into the persuasion uh to convince her to to leave with him you know that really is even scarier now that i'm hearing that because this guy can flat out tell a lie look you right in the face and stone cold lie to you so uh, that's going to mm. help him el- eluding police you mentioned that elizabeth had had a very difficult upbringing I've read mm-hmm. about the alleged charges against her mother, and they sounded awful. Right. And uh, those charges are, you know, my office is, is prosecuting those charges, and, and uh, you know, they're still pending at this time, so I can't talk a lot about them. But, uh, right. you know, the allegations are, are, they sound terrible, the allegations do. And, and, and you know as well as I do that... Uh, before abuse is ever reported, it usually has been going on for for quite a while. Uh, well, I was just going to that, say, uh, according to mm-hmm. statistics, every time uh, an incident of child abuse is reported, it has happened statistically dozens and dozens of times before. So I can't speak right. to that because there are no mm-hmm. other claims against her that we know of other than these, and they haven't been proven yet. But according to the numbers, child abuse happens many mm-hmm. times before it's reported. I mean, 10 right. children? Mm-hmm. Is that correct, this lady right. has 10 children? Ooh. Yes, that's my understanding. Now, at least one of them uh, has grown, has left the home as an adult now and has moved out. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it's my understanding there are 10 children. Nancy, we did at least 15 shows focusing on Tad Cummins, including several interviews with the lawyers helping Elizabeth Thomas's father in his search for answers and for the return of his daughter. Let's listen to what attorney Jason Watley told us back in April that he was learning about how the high school teacher targeted this child, grooming her before the kidnapping. Nancy, the grooming process that this, I think you described as a pervert, and that's a good word, but the grooming process was... I actually said perv. There you go. That had been going on in earnest for a long time. We're hearing stories about back rubs, shoulder rubs, holding hands, being alone in the room consistently with him. A back um, rub? Whoa, a back rub? He's giving this little girl back rubs in the classroom? We're getting reports of those kinds of things, and actually that, that particular allegation was in the cafeteria more than once. That's making me even madder at the Morin County school system than I already was. It will be a cold day in H-E-double-L that some male teacher gave my daughter a back rub. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. He'd get a knuckle sandwich, no mayo, and a heartbeat from me. All right, back rubs in the cafeteria. 
alone in the classroom. That's even caught in a in a picture, by the way. What we're learning, and I, and I hope and pray that as we dig into this, that this that some of this is not true. But this is what the consistent theme that we're hearing is that he was in the nature of a of a counselor to her. Now, this is a guy with an associate's degree who's a respiratory therapist who really, he's not even a teacher. You called him a teacher in your opening. He's not a teacher. He was teaching, but he's not a teacher, at least not a teacher in the traditional sense. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't think you could teach in the public. I mean, I taught while I was waiting. A student taught while I was waiting to get into law school. English. And uh, I, I didn't think you could actually teach in the public school system unless you had your four-year degree. Am I wrong about that? Well, as my, my understanding of what Tennessee law has done, they've allowed, they've, they've, they've softened the rules to allow for people that have legitimate skills to go in and teach. For example, a medical doctor could teach science, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You, or, you or I, as people with law degrees, could teach, um, you know, a government class or something like mm-hmm. that. Now, that's my understanding of what the law is designed to do. In this case, um, he was able to teach, and 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 while I, I don't know his, his complete background yet because I don't trust his resume, and we're having to vet that. Did he put CIA operative on the resume? <laughs> he did not, I mean, but that was apparently – he readily spoke to his students about those kinds of insane things, and he obviously had this young girl uh, believing these things, believing that – he was a millionaire, believing that uh, that he was this uh, special forces guy. It's just insane. But that shows you the level of control that he had over her. She had a special seat, allegedly, according to sources we have, next to his desk. Now, this wasn't because she needed discipline. This was because she was a special student, which he described in the report from the school as his best friend. He also told other students that he was a father figure to her. He used this abusive home angle to further persuade her to rely on him as a therapist. She was allowed to leave class and go to him is what we understood. And we're trying to confirm that. But these are, you know, that's the level. Think about this. Mother abused these children. She's out of the picture and has been out of the picture. He's still using that for his, quote, therapeutic uh, reasons uh, to help this uh, child. All the while, he's just preying on her. It's a sick picture. Yeah, I'm just amazed that. And, And again, the fact that he kidnapped her is not the school system's fault. But all the warning signs were there. The kissing, the back massages, the special seat, the mentoring, all that. And I imagine that there's more. Those were red flags that they should have caught. A- another issue is you said, and I'm coming back to this question because I got crazy for a minute when you were describing it, but you said there had been a long pattern of grooming her, and you referred to back massages, and if what what else were you saying that you've learned about? We've talked to students who said that, that, that they've been seen holding hands, that he would insist to sit beside her if it was in a, a group setting, that he that this was open and obvious. Uh, of course, the, the back or shoulder rubs were, were seen on on more than one occasion. She was in his classroom alone on a a routine basis. We've even had one student tell us that there's a hospital bed there for demonstrative purposes where the child was found by that child asleep on that bed one morning, walked in, there's the child and him alone, and she's asleep on that bed. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we're hearing. Of course, the children are are getting more and more afraid to speak. The teachers are... Afraid and listen. I'm I'm a fan of our teachers. They they they've got a very tough job. 
and they're in a tough position. So I, I don't want to, I don't want the impression that I'm throwing our teachers under the bus. What we're investigating here and extremely concerned about is just an atmosphere that was created that allowed the grooming to take place and, and how, why he was ever in this place to begin with. Uh, look, I have to check myself, Nancy, because, you know, I, I view this as a lawyer. You know, we're, we're, we're to be objective and try to help our clients be as objective as possible. But then I find myself at times uh, almost getting conflicted because as a father, I'm, I'm a father of five with three daughters. I, I put myself in the shoes of my client. And w- when I then review the facts, I become outraged. And so, you know, while I love our school system and I support our teachers, I have teachers in my family. They're wonderful people and they're dedicated people. And nothing I'm saying is meant to besmirch their uh, th- them. In fact, I went to that school, Nancy. That, that's where I graduated. I love that school. Hey, you know what, Jason Watley, this is not about them. This is about him, Tad that's right. Cummins. How did, the, how did Cummins do it? Now, that day that she was taken... I understand, in in retrospect, the children were not going to school. It was a teacher development day or something? That's correct. Yeah, like, yeah. the school was out that day. And so she was going to spend uh, a day with a friend. And and so, uh, so and, and the father, for his part, after the kissing incident uh, came to light, which, by the way, he learned a week late. But, but after, after that came to light, um, he was especially vigilant in vetting where she would go, who she would be with, talking to the parents, monitoring her phone. Um, you know, he was doing what a good parent would do. Um, and, and of course, um, you know, the, the rest is history. I mean, he obviously didn't know that this was going to take place. And so we have lots of questions about, uh, about what, what was going on. And, of course, there's a young lady that uh, we have no reason to believe was in on this. She was just uh, the young lady that dropped her off. And I've talked to her. Law enforcement's talked to her. And clearly, Elizabeth um, had a plan. We think that it was clear she had a plan to meet him. What's unclear, frankly, is uh, what her plan was that evening. Because, uh, as you know, we've heard conflicting news about what she intended in terms of coming home that evening. She told her sister, call the police if I'm not home. And she did that emphatically. And and I don't have any doubt that she said those words, but obviously she was with Tad Cummins secretly. So the question is how, what did she actually intend? Did she intend to leave and stay away? Did she intend to come back? Was she herself conflicted? Didn't know what she wanted to do. Was it Tad that convinced her to do that? Was she sort of on the fence? We don't know the answers to those questions. We pray to God that we get her back so we can find the answers to those questions. I want to pause and thank our partners making today's program possible. And one of our partners that I just love is Super Beats. When my son first heard I was involved with Super Beats, he went, Mom, those are too costy. They're $400. He thought I was talking about this really expensive set of earphones. He's all about earphones. Super Beats, B-E-A-T-S. I'm like, no, my love, no. Super Beats, B-E-E-T-S. You know, speaking of the twins, wouldn't it be great to have all the energy you wanted 
all day long so I could, you know, run with them all day. But fatigue gets in the way even for everyday activities. I mean, if you're up at 530 every morning like I am by about 4 o'clock, you're dragging. It seems to get worse every year, and this is why. When you're 20, your body has a natural ability to maintain healthy circulation by age 40. Now, don't blow it, Dr. Brian Russell, but the twins think I'm 11 and a half. Don't mess it up. By the time you're 40, (laughs) that ability has decreased by half, and it leaves you feeling tired. What can you do to get that circulation back and fight fatigue? Drink Super Beats. Listen, Super Beats promotes the body's own natural ability to produce healthy circulation, increase energy and stamina all day long. And only Super Beats is made from beets grown to very exacting standards and then concentrated into superfood crystals for us. So if you want to increase your own natural energy, Call 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeats.com, N-A-N-C-Y-S-B-E-E-T-S, nancysbeats.com. Catch this. With a first order, you get another free, free 30-day supply of Super Beats, plus these indicator strips to see how Super Beats are working for you, plus free shipping. You're not going to get that at the pharmacy. You're not going to get that at your, your health food store. No. 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeats.com today. In fact, I need to drink about a gallon right now (laughs) because I need energy. I'd like to ask you about his wife. What's happening with his wife, Shane? They're divorced now. Uh, Jill is trying to put her life back together. And you got to remember, she was a secretary at the school and she has children that her kids are, you know, adults now, but she's trying to put it all back together with them and her grandkids. And uh, Tad is now coming after her because he said that the police used him to coerce a confession out of him, that she manipulated him into telling them that she had sex, that he had sex with Elizabeth. Otherwise, he said he wouldn't have admitted. Well, also, I can tell you what's going to happen. Part of this may be suppressed because when you talk to your spouse and you divulge a crime, the spouse isn't the one claiming the privilege. You are the accused. So when your spouse tries to take the stand, you, your lawyer stands up and says, objection, privilege. And you're the one that keeps the spouse from testifying the wife of a Tennessee teacher accused of kidnapping a girl student says she knew the answer, but she asked anyway, quote, I said, well, did you sleep with her? Said Jill Cummins in an interview, a TV interview. And this was describing a jailhouse conversation she had with her husband on the phone. It should be recorded. So Mm -hmm. actually she doesn't even have to, he can't, he cannot stop a recorded jailhouse conversation, even if it's with his wife, because everybody knows that that's recorded. You do it over the phone. You're up the creek without a paddle, unless they surprise me in Tennessee. Yes, I did, Tad Cummins replied. Now, she has filed for divorce, and you're telling me that it's gone through and it's final? Yes. She filed early on in the ordeal. Within a week of Tad leaving, she had filed for a divorce. 
Jill Cummins recorded a public plea to her husband soon after it was obvious he had disappeared with the young Elizabeth Thomas. Listen to what she said. This is not who you are. We can help you get through this. No matter how far you've gone or what's happening right now, God's grace is sufficient for you. And he wants you to come home. Your family wants their poppy back. Please do the right thing and turn yourself into the police and bring Beth home. To those of you in the media, thank you for helping to spread the word. Help us get the, to get this message out as far as we can because we need help to find Pat and Beth and to bring them home safely. Thank you and God bless. Well, for five weeks, he leads a nationwide manhunt down a garden path. Nobody can find him. And he turns up all the way on the other side of the country. The mystery of where Tad Cummins was hiding and if Elizabeth Thomas was safe was finally resolved April 20th, 2017. After more than a month on the run, the Tennessee teacher was taken into custody, arrested. The teen recovered. They were in a cabin in a remote section of Northern California. KDRV TV reporter Mike Duffy tells us about how that all came about, where they were found, and taken into custody. It's a remote part of Northern California. Very few people live there. The entire county has about 45,000 people live in Siskiyou County. So it's easy to see how someone could go there and escape for a period of time. Now, this is also the meeting area of multiple national forests. You have both the Shasta Trinity National Forest. You also have this popular trail that runs through the area. And people come from all over, backpackers, transients. They go to this place to get away. And it seems that in this case, what we found in our coverage at KDRV is that they were looking for this commune. It seems that he might have watched a documentary by the name of Commune that came out in 2005, which highlights this commune that people did go to. It's called Black Bear Ranch. It's in a very remote part of the state. He was ultimately found in a town called Cecilville. The entire town of Cecilville probably has about 30 or 40 people in it, so it's not a big place of its own. About 20 miles north of it, in a mountainous area, is Black Bear Ranch. And Black Bear Ranch is only about 80 square miles in total. And this area has about six or seven people living in it, but it is a commune. It did start back in the 60s, and it's uh, a place where people still can go to get away. You have to intentionally go there. Uh, we sent our own reporters to this place. It took them multiple hours to even find the commune, to find Cecilville. These roads, even at this point in the year, you know, we're in the springtime, it is April, they still had a hard time getting there because roads were still filled with snow. Um, active logging is going on in this area. You have to know where you want to go. He wanted to go to Black Bear Ranch. He wanted to be a part of the community, but the Black Bear Ranch people said, mm, we're not quite sure you fit in here, and told him that they had to leave. We spoke with multiple people who were there. In fact, we interviewed one man who lives on the commune. His name is Peter Laughing Wolf, and he interacted with him one-on-one. -on -one. 
He said that Ted Cummings was kind of a aggressive personality. He said that he saw Tad and Elizabeth. He spoke with Tad, but he thought it was interesting because while Tad was aggressive, Elizabeth kind of took a more submissive role. He said Tad spoke for Elizabeth most of the time when they interacted. He arrived in Cecilville. He met up with uh, a young man, 29-year-old, by the name of Griffin Berry. And he said, you know, we're trying to get to Black Bear Ranch, but we have no more money left. We're out of gas. Griffin Berry politely filled up this guy's tank, gave him 40 bucks, said, uh, you know, best of luck uh, going to Black Bear Ranch. So then Tad and Elizabeth went to Black Bear Ranch. They spent a couple of days there. It sounds like the Black Bear Ranch people said that they wouldn't be a good fit there. So he felt rejected and came back down the mountain, still had no money, still hard on his luck, and met back up with Griffin Berry. Griffin Berry said, you know what? If you want to work for us, we'll let you live in this little cabin in the backyard and you can do things for us. So the first day they did hard physical labor. Apparently they were moving stones from the river um, into the yard. It sounded like they were trying to build something of a fence. And it was within that time that Griffin Berry was tipped off that, hey, this could this guy could be someone really bad. I don't think they realized who it was. And in fact, they said that they were surprised, but they did realize that something wasn't right. They realized that this person didn't quite fit in to what they wanted. And it's also interesting, Nancy, this Black Bear Ranch is actively looking for people to join their commune, but they still rejected that that couple that showed up. The young man who ultimately did turn him into authorities, Griffin Berry, said that he was alerted by someone in the town. They showed him a picture of this news report um, about this manhunt for a man and a young girl from Tennessee. And he, Griffin Berry, says, oh my gosh, that guy is in my backyard. So he ultimately called authorities in Tennessee who alerted the Siskiyou County Sheriff's Department, and they were the ones who ultimately made the rest. They went to this farm. They didn't want to compromise Elizabeth Thomas's safety. And so they were there at about 2 a.m. in the morning. And of course, to get them separated, it would have been difficult. So what they did was they sent Griffin Berry to try to get him to come out. And Griffin Berry said he first honked his horn on his car to see if he could kind of lure him out of the house. Didn't work. So then he called Griff- uh, So then he called Tad Cummins to come out of the house and said he had some more work for him. That's when Tad Cummins came out of the house and authorities ultimately made the arrest. I have no doubt that the trial is not going to go forward as it was scheduled. Anytime soon, I'll tell you why, Shane. You and I have covered enough court cases to know this. If the defense screams enough that they're not ready, mm-hmm. the judge won't make them go forward because if they're made to go forward, then they can later claim on appeal, I wasn't ready, and therefore I didn't get a fair trial. Exactly. And Nancy, he, I'm, you said legal team. He's a, uh, been appointed a public defender. So, I mean, I think that that might, uh, the judge will give them some leeway there also. Yeah, and there's a reason for that as well. That public defender, just like the prosecutor, is probably assigned to that courtroom. So the judge knows very well the public defender and the prosecutor assigned to the courtroom. And um, they probably worked together a long time. So when the PD, public defender, asks for more time, they're going to get it. So the latest on Tad Cummings, to my understanding, is A, he wants out of jail. B, 
He's going to appeal everything that's appealable so far, whether it be uh, not suppressing search warrants or statements. Everything there is to appeal, he's going to appeal it. In addition to Memphis reporter Shane Dieter joining me right now, I want to thank not only you for being with us, but also our partner making our program possible. 1-800-DENTIST. If you're like everybody else, you are really overindulging over the holiday with sugary treats. You need to call an awesome dentist and schedule an appointment with 1-800-DENTIST. The specialists at 1-800-DENTIST actually match you with a local dentist that suits what you need, your dental needs, whether there's a cavity, a cleaning, a crown. For a dentist with the latest technology, find a dentist with CEREC, C-E-R-E-C. Dentists can create a high-quality crown in one single office visit. Oh, yes, they can. No more multiple trips. No more spending gaps of time with a gap in your teeth. That's not attractive. With a dentist, you find using 1-800-DENTIST, you get the care you need before the year is over. You don't have to worry about replacing a temporary crown you got in December with a permanent one in January. Usher the new year in with a smile, a big smile, a beautiful smile. Learn about CEREC and book your appointment today. Visit 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash CEREC, 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash C-E-R-E-C, 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash Derek, 1-800-DENTIST, thank you for what you are doing, giving people a beautiful smile at an awesome price, and thank you for being our partner today. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. 
Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.